this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is a podcast about soggy bottoms and good bakes. On your mark. Get set. Bake. Bake. <laughs> We're never going to get it together. <laughs> Welcome to episode one of On Your Marks. Get set. Bake. I am Joy Parrish. And with me is Claire Cook. We have been podcasting for about seven years. So if you don't know who we are, we're going to do a quick intro to get you familiar with your host before we dive into this wonderful podcast that we, we've been wanting to do for quite some time. Hi, Claire. Hi. With me, as always, is Garth, is what that made me think of. <laughs> we started podcasting in 2013 with our original podcast, Girls Gone Wad. Um, in January of 2020, we rebranded and moved away from Girls Gone Wad to This Is Joy and Claire, which is another podcast that we are still doing. It releases every Thursday. If you want to check that out, if you want to get to know us on a different level, we talk about everything in life, being a human and what it's like going through this world. We just have been wanting to do this. We are such fans of The Great British Baking Show, known in the United States of America. I know it's called The Great British Bake Off in the UK. Yes. Great British British Bake Off. Yes. And I know it really annoys people when we say it's the Great but British Baking Show. Bake Off, the phrase Bake Off was already copyrighted by Pillsbury. Yes. So they couldn't call it that. Right. So that's why. So sorry yes. that it's very annoying. And if you are listening from the UK or from somewhere other than the US, yeah, really, right. I would be so interested to know all the little differences that you find in like what we're talking about. Totally. Like, so I have a few, even just from this first episode, where I'm like, okay, we need some clarification. We need some clarification. <laughs> but just a little background too is, you know, we've been wanting to do this for quite some time. And I think if people like it, we can always go back to previous seasons and recap those seasons. But we just, it's just a time in our lives where we really wanted to put something joyful out into the world. I mean, we know that we put our podcast out and we love what we do with the other podcast, but the Great British Baking Show is just, just pure like a, joy. An opportunity we can't miss to just right. chat about it. So we just wanted to chit chat about our favorite show. Okay, so Claire, where do you want to start? We both took notes and we're going to compare notes. We haven't like know, shared, guys, no, shared notes. I think that the great thing about this episode and the first, these first couple episodes is going to be a joy and I have never done like a reaction podcast before. <laughs> It's normally just like us. I mean, it will still be us just like talking about whatever we want. But I'm so curious to find out what the differences are and how we watch television. Right. Because, okay, Joy, if you guys don't know us at all, I have two young kids and my husband's a nurse. And so he on the days that he does work, he works really long shifts. And Joy is does not have any kids, works a nine to five job, has a lot more opportunity to watch TV and, and listen to podcasts. Yeah. And listen to podcasts just to consume media. To consume Joy media. A lot, a lot of media. To consume right. a lot more media than I do. And so like this is the only show that I watch regularly. So it'll just be interesting to see how this goes. Let's say new show because you watch a lot of reruns from time to time and you definitely I watch, watch Frozen. Of, of this show. <laughs> and you watch Frozen 47 yeah. times a day. Okay. I watch Frozen so much. So this is kind of like our, our meeting in the middle of the field. Yeah. So, okay. Normally, the way this is going to go is we're going to do like our little recap, kind of give our you know reactions. And then at the end, I'm going to share my experience with what I will be doing is every week I will be baking the technical challenge from that previous week. Mm -hmm. So like in this upcoming week before next week's episodes, I'm going to bake the... Pineapple. Okay. Pause for one right. second. Shh. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys are listening to this 
and you haven't watched the episode yet, that's totally fine. But you need to know that there are going to be spoilers. Like this entire podcast is literally nothing but spoilers. It's a recap. It's a reaction podcast. It's an after show. The category of the podcast is after show. We got to put that further at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, we do. (laughs) I think no matter what are going to be like, I can't believe you let us know who got eliminated or whatever. Like we're going to be spilling all the beans. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys are not into that, if you haven't watched it yet, then go watch it and then come back. Yep. Disclaimer over. So I'll be baking the pineapple upside down cake, which was this week's technical. Then on next week, I'll be sort of reviewing it and saying like, okay, here's what they didn't know. Here's what, you know, you should have done. But since there wasn't, you know, obviously since this is the first episode, there wasn't a technical challenge for me to bake prior to this episode. We are going to instead use some of that time here up front to just talk about what makes this season unique and talk about a few of the contestants. We're not going to like give you the bios of every single contestant. Right, but right, right. They have plenty of all of that on the great British Bake Off on the show Instagram itself. and on the show. They each give a little bio. All right. A couple of things about this this year's show. The first, the biggest thing, of course, well, there's, I would say there's two biggest things. The first biggest thing is COVID. They had to figure out how to film this within the restrictions of COVID and of quarantine and of lockdown. And I'm not entirely sure the exact timeline of when they um, filmed it. I probably should have looked that up. But And they allude to this a little bit in the intro of the first episode. But basically, they took all the contestants and all of the cast and crew, all the production crew, everybody, and put them up in... Like a compound. A a compound, basically (laughs) like a biodome. Right. Like they created their own... NBA. Commune. It's kind of like how the NBA is right now. Like they're they're quarantined all together. Nobody can can come in. Nobody can come out. It's like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Exactly. Like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, (laughs) except with also a lot of nasal swabbing. Right. <laughs> and not so many um, Oompa Loompas, but maybe. Yeah, who most knows? likely not. Although I have always suspected this, but it's never been called out that the bakers don't have to do their own dishes. Yes. And I heard so, that this time. And I'm like, yeah, wow. Have that's... To clean up. And then they high fived. And I was like, I knew it. I knew it. How do they get that place so dang clean when everyone's yeah. got their bakes maybe at the end of the table? Yeah. Spotless. Maybe this is. Anyway, that's super unique and super interesting. And I'm going to be interested to see how that dynamic, if that dynamic contributes. Because normally the bakers come in on the weekend and then go back home and then come back. Yeah. And this time they're all living. I don't, you know, I don't think they're like roommates in the dorms, but they're all living in this little like biodome together. They're all, they're the only people that they're seeing. So I'm just curious to know if there's going to be like a different type of drama at all. Sure. However, that really is the best thing about the show is that like, there's no, there's no drama. There's not a lot of drama. And if there is, it's really just because at the end, you just want their bakes to happen and the clock is ticking. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. There's no manufactured drama. Right. The drama is like, oh my gosh, their souffle didn't rise. What are they going to do? Right. Well, there was a little bit of drama on this first episode that we'll get to. Well, yeah, I guess. I, I mean, in like, in terms of like American reality television. Oh my gosh, for sure. It doesn't even compare. Like in, in reality, in reality shows in America, it would be like the nasty looks or they would, they would edit it to where someone does an eye roll when in actuality, the eye roll was towards their bake, but they like cut it to someone else and they're like, oh my gosh, she doesn't like that girl. Yeah. That's they what they would do. They would manufacture the yeah, drama. Right, exactly. For sure. And they would like go to cut to commercial right when like (laughs) anyway right (laughs) so that's the first big thing the other thing was that at the beginning somebody had made a comment about being there for seven weeks Mm -hmm. which it's which also made me think that they are probably filming two a week which is different um i don't know if that's gonna make a difference okay the other big thing is the new host matt matt which kind of makes me sad can i just say as a side note like great host i think he's doing a great job and he's familiar to us like we know him 
in the United States from Bridesmaids. I didn't know it. I haven't I haven't seen Bridesmaids. Whoa. 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 Wait. I know. I need Whoa. I've seen like the first like maybe 20 minutes of it and then I fell asleep. Oh my gosh, Claire, how have I known you for this long and you've never you've never admitted that to me. I mean, I it's never come a, up. Wow. <laughs> I know. I've never seen Bright. Okay. 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 So he's the new host. As a side note, though, I kind of, I mean, I think at some point we should just review all the hosts because I love all of them. I've always loved all the hosts. And then I get attached to them and then they go away. But I, I mean, I love Noel. Oh, I love Noel so much. Oh, he, <laughs> I don't love Noel. I think he is. Wait, did you say you don't? Noel. No. I love Noel by himself in a vacuum like i think he, he like as a person is very interesting and funny i don't think he's a good host oh i love him i and love let me tell you him why. oh i love him so much so now that we have seen him with sandy and again with matt yeah. i thought it was just that he and sandy had like a crappy dynamic and they just like didn't didn't jive they were always trying so hard it was like everything they did just made me cringe rarely did they have a moment together that I wasn't like, eh, make it stop. But like each one of them on their own was totally fine. So I was really interested when they brought in Matt Lucas. If that would be different and if it would make you like no more. Like they're all comedians. Yeah. But Sandy's a comedian a little bit, you know, very, very different. Whereas Matt has a little bit closer style comedy and a little bit closer like type of background. So if you guys have no idea who Matt Lucas is, because I didn't, he's basically a comedian who's been done a ton of TV, a couple of movies, but is mostly like a sketch comedy, almost like Saturday Night Lifestyle in the UK. His Wikipedia page is hilarious. And my favorite, my favorite lines were where they say, they talk about how Elton John came to his wedding and Courtney Love. Just the, the, the details are wonderful. Like, I wonder if that's really true because that I want, I would love to have Elton John and Courtney Love at my wedding. Right. And then it says, Lucas was brought up Jewish and variously describes himself as an atheist and a fairly secular Jew. He supports Arsenal FC. Like, it's just, one, there's no line break there. Like, nope. that's just the next sentence <laughs> in that paragraph. And then also from 2012 to 2015, he lived with Rebel Wilson in West Hollywood. Which is great, which is that they were, they were in that movie together. Okay. Yeah, so I like this. Their dynamic just kind of proves to me that Noel is just a weirdo who doesn't. Okay, I got it. Well, that's kind of his shtick. I know, but I love him. I just got to say, I'm a huge I Noel just, fan. Huge Noel know. fan. I just don't think that he brings the right energy to the Bake Off. So mm. let us know if you guys are. Well, or not. I just, I just, my vote is when he reads the descriptions of what each baker is baking for their bake. Like if they're having like the first cake that they made, right? The way he reads it is like ASMR to me. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. I'm like, I just want to listen to him <laughs> speak the words of chocolate covered things. Next note, we have 12 new bakers. They're living in a dome. Not a literal dome. They have you know, the, uh, right. A bubble. Metaphorical dome. Just a bubble. A bubble of COVID free life. And their first, well, what is your first note? Like what was the first thing okay. you noticed? Look how much whiter Paul's hair got. <laughs> you know what I wrote? You know what I wrote? <laughs> Paul's back with his jeans. <laughs> You would notice his jeans. <laughs> and he's always got his hands in his pockets of his jeans. Yeah. That's, so Paul's hair got great. whiter. Okay. Paul's hair got whiter. I also Not love like wide. I, white. White. Whiter. White. Grayer. Why are you saying it like that? White. White. <laughs> I also love Prue. Her style. I, I, oh. She pull, like, how does she pull that off? Primary colors always. Yeah. It's like so mod. But here's the thing about her. Like, I feel like she is like... I mean, compared to Mary Berry, she might as well be Iris Apfel. For sure. 
you know, she's her, st- but, but it, it, she pulls it off so much every time. Like it doesn't look aggressive. She wears all these like very, very high profile pieces and outfits and shirts and colors and patterns, but she ties it all together so perfectly. Like I've never seen someone in my life who dresses like that, Yeah, where they do it with all of these like very bold things, one on top of the other, but the overall look is not bold. She pulls it together really well. Like her, all of her geometric shaped jewelry is fantastic. Like the first, this first episode, she had this geometric necklace and matching bracelet that was I was like wait is that a watch no that's just a matching geometric bracelet that goes exactly perfectly with her necklace yeah okay so love Prue Paul's back with his jeans what do you think about the bakers okay so the first thing the very first thing that stood out to me and we're gonna so they they start to introduce the bakers as we're going through the bake so we're gonna have to sort of like do these simultaneously mm-hmm. if you wanted to sort of like go through the first yeah, part yeah, of the yeah. show. Right. So the very first thing that they were going to make is a Battenberg, which is a cake that basically is like kind of the shape of, it's like a little square rectangular long Looks cake. like the body of a train. Yeah. Or like a two by four, like a 12 inch section of a two by four. And it's, it's wrapped in marzipan. And then on the inside you cut into it and it's supposed to have like a, like a little checkerboard pattern. And the first person that they go and talk to is Lorea and she's like, I'm making a bubble gum cream soda flavor. And I was like, Nope, Lorea's going home. <laughs> you did? Yeah. First words out of her mouth. And for, and I was like, Lorea's going home. Because Paul asks, well, how are you going to do that? She's like from a bottle. And he's like, yep. Nope. nope. You never, never, never bottle it unless it's liqueur never. for Prue. Yes. Liqueur. But even then, yeah. don't overdo it. Yeah. Don't. Okay, guys, here's what we know about flavors in the Great for sure. Show. Never use synthetic flavors of anything. Ever. Ever. Tread very lightly when it comes to rose water. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> Prue, neither Prue nor Paul like matcha. So just stay away from matcha. Mm-hmm. Or and- chai. Do they like chai? Am I making that up? There was like a chai thing that I don't think Paul liked at one point, but okay, continue. And then, yeah, be be gentle on the booze. Yeah. So, like they joke, you can joke about the booze, but be right. gentle on the. You booze. can serve the booze alongside your for dish. sure. Prue will be super happy. Booze is so tricky; it has to like land exactly where like you can taste it, but you you it doesn't feel boozy. Right. So, like maybe just not a cocktail, just a little hint. Yeah. So the yeah first thing on Lorea's mouth, I'm making a bubblegum cream soda Battenberg, and I was like, Lorea's going home. <laughs> I'm not laughing. It just it's not, I'm not laughing at her. It's just like you just knew immediately. I knew immediately. Lorea's going home. So the next thing that came, that I noticed, then they moved over to Lottie. I love her. Mm-hmm. She listens to Viking metal. Viking metal. But here's where she really stole my heart was when they clipped to her doing yoga, and her friend was like, "Do you want to raise, raise your arms?" Your arms? She and like, she no. goes, "No." And she's a pantomime producer. Okay, what? This is yep. Uh-huh. Remember a minute ago when I was like, "We're gonna need some clarification on some British terms." Right. In the United States, pantomime is like guys wearing white face paint who pretend to be trapped in an invisible box. <laughs> I hope you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like a mime. Yeah, a mime. Yeah, right. Like pantomime right. and mime yeah. are synonymous. Right, right, Like right, there's right. no other meaning of that word. Nope. I nope. looked it up and it does, it seems like pantomime most likely refers to, again, some sort of like sketch. Like who are those two com- comedians that you love who like get a bunch of audience input and then start their sketch oh, show? Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, well, it's going to, now that I can't think of their names off the top of my head. But it seems like pantomime is sort of like that, but with a little, a little bit sillier. 
mm-hmm. like costumes are involved and mm-hmm. it's usually done around the holidays, but it's like a type of theater production or almost right. like a theater troupe. Right. It's not guys in white face paint pretending to be stuck in an invisible box. So right. once I learned that, I was like, that makes a little bit more sense as a career because at first I was like, eh, this sounds like one of those like job titles on The Bachelor where they're like, I'm a whatever. And you're like, that's not a real job. Right, right, right. Um, so it's Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Yes. Yes. I, well, I think feel like it's maybe kind of in that genre of like production. So yeah, totally. Okay. Loved her. Okay. She's great. I immediately let whenever it was like vampire metal, I was like, I'm in Viking I'm metal, Viking metal, vampire, or vampire metal. metal. Too. <laughs> I was sold with Lottie. Yeah. Okay. Next up, we had Sura. Mm-hmm. I might be, I might be missing some people. Sura. Yeah. But the next thing that stood out to me as we went through the list, because again, we're not going to go through every single person. Sure. Was that Sura walks her cat on a leash. Immediately noticed that for sure, yeah. which mm-hmm. is one of Scott and I's dream. We, we, we wish that we would have trained our cats to walk on leashes. Can when you imagine young. walking your cats on a leash? No. Be- Mm-mm. I love Sura. I love her. And the thing I also noticed was, does she really want to be there? <laughs> she's totally. Like, she's kind of pissed the whole time, but not in a way that you're like, you don't like her. You just kind of, you kind of love like, her edge. You're like, yeah. something's going on with her. And I think she was just very, well, we'll get to the point where there was a little bit of drama with Sura and uh, Dave. Sura yeah. and Dave had some drama. Anybody I'm missing from first impressions? Because those were, and then my other first impression was, of course, Pete, Peter. Peter, I'm sorry. If you have any young man who plays badminton, was it badminton? Yeah. With his his brother. In his garden. In his garden, who's like, I just want to bake gluten-free for my brother because he's gluten intolerant and becomes this amazing baker immediately. However, Brandon did point out multiple times that he thinks that Peter looks like Pee Wee Herman because he's got kind of like... Yeah. I guess you there, could, I could. There were some shots that they had of him where I was like, you are a child. And he's 20 years old. I mean, he kind of reminds me of Macaulay Culkin. I wouldn't go so far as to say that they have certain stereotypes that they cast for, but they definitely cast for certain archetypes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, here we have the like young, squeaky, very, clean, very likable, yeah, clean cut young guy who like got into baking instead of dating, maybe. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, he's just the cutest. I just yes. want to pinch his cheeks. Okay. I would say first impression for me too was Linda mm. because she is the cutest human. And she's just like, you know, anytime she messes up on a bake, you'll see she's just like, oh, well, we're moving on. Like doesn't get, you doesn't get stressed out by anything. And she kind of like jokes about it. She's like, we're just having fun this whole time. She's one of those people where I'm like, I just want to hang out. That's like a red flag too. Cause you're like, nobody, the like, oh, well, moving on person never wins. Mm -hmm. You never know. You never know. And actually to go back to the bubblegum thing, I did second guess myself for a second because I was like, all right, Lorea is going home. But then I was like, actually one time Nadia who had previously was a winner had used yep. a bubble had done a bubblegum cake. So I was yes, like, yes, well, yes. let's see how this turns out. Yeah, yeah. It turned out bad, guys. Yeah. Didn't but, turn out great. Oh, and then the other note that I made in that first round was that another flavor that you should stay away from if you're a baker is pomegranate. Paul doesn't like pomegranate. And he especially doesn't like pomegranate seeds. This comes up a lot for him. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. thinks the texture is too is too like jarring mm-hmm. of pomegranate seeds. So And I've yet to see someone use mint where it's actually good. I feel like almost every time someone uses yeah. mint, their their comment is, this tastes like toothpaste. Which so I agree with. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. <laughs> mint as a flavor just makes it feel like you just brush your teeth and are now eating that item. Coming out of the first bake. So marzipan. The Battenberg. Coming out of the first bake, Peter did the best, mm-hmm. in my opinion. The bubblegum cake did better than I thought, but it was the texture, it was too dry. But they didn't like 
completely tear it apart like I thought they were going to. Linda made an ambulance cake that was supposed to be like in, me- in memoriam of her in cousin. In memoriam of her, yeah, of her cousin who was a paramedic. It tanked. It looked terrible. It tasted bad. Yeah. And then... Laura's didn't do well either. Hers was like not... Didn't taste like anything. The flowers looked great. And she's a cutie patootie, by the way. I love love her too. And then Mac, who we haven't talked about yet, did went a little bit outside the lines and made a pistachio marzipan (laughs) and it did not turn out. No. They're like, you need to stop going outside. the. Whenever someone someone goes rogue, it's just a little bit of a risk. Well, and sometimes it works. But I feel like if on day one, on day one, one... don't go crazy. Establish that you can do the basics and then uh-huh. move forward from there. Yeah. I will say so. Rowan Rowan's a little concerning because he has some really grand ideas that never turn out. And yeah. on this episode, Paul was like, do less. No, say less. Say less, do, do more. more. Under promise, over <laughs> Under deliver, promise, not the other way around. Over deliver. Yeah. Rowan but I gets do real love excited. Rowan a lot. I know. He's so ambitious. He's like a true artist too. Mm-hmm. Like some of the stuff he did, you're totally. like, holy crap. Okay. So moving on to the technical I'm, I, we don't want to, we aren't going to talk too much about it because I'll re- kind of review it. Like this will be sort of like passed down the line in each episode. Sure. But I think the biggest thing we want, we got to talk about is like the drama that happened during the technical, which is that as they were bringing, so the technical <laughs> challenge was pineapple upside down Upside cakes. down cake, little mini ones, six mini ones. Here's yeah. the other thing too. A couple of seasons ago, whichever season like Flora and Nadia were in, one of the bakers, and I can see him in my mind's eye, but I can't remember his name, made a pineapple upside down cake. And the judges were like, oh my God, this is so amazing. And it made me think like, is this, is pineapple upside down cake not common in the UK? Because in the US, pineapple upside down cake is, is extremely really, common. Really common. Every single person you run into on the street has has eaten, I if mean, not baked. I could probably make a pineapple upside down you cake. You could in. 100% make a pineapple <laughs> upside down cake. And like I've made a pine I have made a pineapple upside down cake on a rafting trip in a over a campfire. Like it's not hard <laughs> I remember to remember you talking about yeah, that. And yeah. it was delicious yeah. and amazing. Yeah. But like in the US, the pineapple upside down cake is like a very standard thing. So I was really surprised. I mean, granted, usually you just dump in a box of yellow cake mix and call it a day. So I was kind of surprised that that was the technical. So I'd be curious if you live outside of the U.S., is the pineapple upside down cake considered a little bit more fancy maybe? We also, I've never seen it served like that in like individual ramekins. Well, the thing that I was thinking of too is they have to make it difficult. They have to make the time a crunch. So you have to have the timing perfect. And it's probably, they're used to making one big pineapple upside down cake. So if they're then asked to do small ones, they have to do different timing. Right. And they had to make the caramel. They have to, everything has to look the same. Mm-hmm. They want everything about GBBS is uniform. Totally. The show wants uniform and they want it to look the same. So if you do one cake, sure, people can kind of fudge around it. And they're used to making bigger cakes. So like those tiny little individual sizes, I'm wondering if they just threw that in for to make it difficult. So, okay. Sure. So that was the time where as they're... This, so this was a blind test. So they put the photos up on the table and everybody puts their their bake behind their photo. And so the judges don't see, don't know who's is who. So, so they're judging it blindly. Well, as they're all p- putting their bakes up on the table, Sura is swatting a fly. Dave is standing right next to her with his platter and she hits it and all of his cakes fall on the floor except for two. And I'll just say like in the moment, it definitely was like a, oh, a dramatic cutaway. 
But the result was really not that big of a deal. It really wasn't because Dave ended up doing just fine. Dave was, yeah, he was like a little bit disappointed, you know, but he was like accidents happen and Sura was upset, but it was more just like she just, she I felt think, bad. I, yeah. I think as we can can tell, she was already very stressed about yeah, just even being there. The pressure just being there. Yeah. And you know, that kind of stuff does happen and they're always so understanding about it. Like, okay, well, it looks like, you know, we heard this one got, it was fell on the floor. Here's the one that didn't fall on the floor. So we'll pretend that they must have all looked just like this one. Okay. Let's look at the rest. Well, the caramel's burnt. That's not from it falling on the floor. That's from the caramel being overdone. But the height is good and blah, blah, blah. You know, it just like it was kind of a non-issue. That's what I love about the show is that even the most dramatic things turn out to typically really be non-issues. And I think at the beginning, too, Sura was like, I don't when one of her family members asked if she should even audition. She's like, no way. I'm not going to make this show. So she's yeah. already come into coming into this thinking she's a fraud or she's she's got. Yeah, she's got some self-confidence issues to overcome. What's the word? Imposter syndrome. Thank you. Oh. Okay. So moving on to the final bake, the signature challenge, it was you're supposed to create a cake version of a bust of someone like your icon, your hero. And it has to include a head. It has to include a head. (laughs) So who would you make if you were going to make a cake bust of your of your icon? If you had to do this challenge, who would you like? What person? Mm -hmm. What bust would you make? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. While you're thinking, I just want to go ahead and, and summarize this entire challenge Okay. by the, all of the results were terrifying. Hor- horribly terrifying. <laughs> Hor- I like, mean, to make, except for Peters, except for Peters, he did a Peters great job. Looked like, like, why did he make the mouth that way? Peters because that's probably like, how the bike rider But bike it made him look like bike. a sex doll wearing a helmet. Oh my god. That's the like perfectly round sex doll mouth hole. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Oh my god, like a blow up doll. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, you know, if I'm thinking of like the easiest, there's just oh my gosh, that's so hard. So the thing that I am thinking of is like I would make Beyonce. Oh yeah. I think I'd make Beyonce's head. Okay. Because then you could just do like use as much curls and flowing hair. And to really convey who it is. Yeah. So, but the other thing is like when you're doing a cake, you can't do a face face. You have to do a cartoon face. So I think yeah. when, when Laura did Freddie Mercury and the way she kind of did that cartoon version of him, I was like, okay, that does well. But when right. you're trying to do like Lepidi Nyong'o, you can't really do her full features Unless on a cake. Unless you're like an actual sculptor. Unless you're a sculptor. Which it turns out that... Rowan kind of was and yeah. he did Marie Antoinette and it was like it was amazing that is like a literal bust right like, <laughs> but he used a mold actually didn't he yeah I think so so that's the thing okay I yeah. feel like I would do oh man this is tough I think the thing that I thought was funny about all the, the people that they picked so many people picked like really nerdy like cultural UK icons like David oh, Attenborough was so done so funny um like the Blink-182 guy. Was it Blink-182? Yeah. That one was pretty funny. That was kind of cute. I'm like, oh, he loves Blink-182. I know. I love that they did Dave Battenborough. I love that like they did some other documentary guy who I've never even heard of. Lottie did. the, uh, But Lottie's Cake was another UK documentary-ist. Uh-huh. Although when she brought her cake up, Miles said, that grandpa is terrifying. <laughs> I mean, they were, when you do like, again, a head right. as a cake really hard to do unless you're a sculptor. So if I were to do something like that, I would probably try to pick like a cartoon character or I'd make like a cartoon translation of Beyonce 
or pick something like Scooby-Doo or something that's just like not. Right. And they'd be like, why is Scooby-Doo your icon? And you'd be like, don't ask me questions. Don't. <laughs> I feel like I would maybe do, oh, I think I would do RBG. Yeah. How that, that would be so easy. You could do the yeah. collar. You could do totally. the Totally. That's actually a really good one. She'd be a good one. Yeah. Done. Okay. All right. So as they were, as they were judging the signature challenge, all I could think of was like, this is an architectural nightmare. As mm-hmm. they're all building it, no one's having an easy time. No one. All the cakes up. are falling ap- apart. Everything's falling apart. Are you too old to have watched Legends of the Hidden Temple? Yes. Okay. Well, for those of you listening who are not too old to watch Legends of the Hidden Temple, when they're trying to like thread the neck on the Freddie Mercury cake and they like can't get it and they finally like, that is exactly what would happen on Legends of the Hidden Temple. Like that's like how you won the game is you had to like get this rock and like bunk it into this whole house. <laughs> oh my God, it's Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, but that was pretty cool because Sarah was really helping Laura get the head on the cake and that was like a really last minute rush. And then Sura's cake, her head fell off and she, so she had to go back and put that like... That was fine. I feel like yeah. she had a good a good solution to totally. that. Totally. She had a pillow behind him. It was great. Yeah. Totally and worked out. The other one that I felt like was kind of... I, he got away with it was... Who was it who did Darwin? Was it Dave or Mark? I think I it was... Remember. I think it was Mark. Mm-hmm. Mark with a K. Mark with a K. I think that, and and it and it was like you kind of got away with that because it he did it as a statue. He didn't mm-hmm. do it as the person, right? So like it was all gray. The features were kind of like weathered, as if it were an actual statue. So that's another way to approach that challenge, I guess. But the thing too that I noticed, like the David Bowie head, I'm like, all of these things in theory would be so cool. Yeah, but the David but Bowie they, one was horrible. It was horrible, and it. I think the last challenge turned into an episode of Nailed It because yes. <laughs> they all had these ideas of they, what they wanted to do and then they just couldn't execute. And I think like Peter has a really good sense of being like, realistically, I want to do this well and this is what I can do and I'm not going to try to craft a face, you know, that's yeah. going to be like a head of all these perfect features. Like he knows his strengths for sure and he knows his weaknesses and I think that that's going to really put him in yeah, the lead for I feel future like that's episodes. What, what you hear from people who end up eventually going home like kind of towards the end is that yeah. they, they try to do too many extras. They like get, take, get carried away with the design, but don't focus, yep. you know, they don't stay right. within their means. The only other one I wanted to mention was Linda did Bob Marley and it looked like Tefiti from Moana. Because I'm thinking like she didn't, she did that. She did like an obscure face, which she didn't really have features. It was mostly right, like the focus abstract. was on his hair. Mm-hmm. And... I thought it was, it was a like pretty this cool blue green yellow yeah which was kind of like, cool I kind of I really did kind of like that it was cool but between like the kind of hair that she made it looked 1000% like Tefiti from Moana so from Moana yeah that was awesome. um so overall that was a tough challenge for them I mean lord knows I couldn't even no. bake a finger if I tried so I mean the fact that they're like putting a head and balancing all these huge cakes and trying to do features with a short amount of time is the whole purpose of the show like what can you do in this Short time. I want to call it how Lottie baked a skull cake and then shaped the features and fondant on top of the skull. Like that's that's pretty metal. That's super metal. So going into the end, who did you think was going to go home? For sure, I thought Mark with a C was going to go home because he didn't really do well across the board throughout the show. And I think at the end, his cake was the one that was just kind of like falling apart. Like he just didn't stand out to me. So I feel like that was one where I'm like, ooh, he's kind of failing on all of these. And of course, kind of how they narrate the show, you kind of feel like you can see the people who aren't doing great and the judges are kind of beating up on them or Linda as much as I loved Linda she completely tanked 
on the pineapple upside down cake. Like they were just puddles of mud. And so I was like, okay, for sure, Linda or Mark with a C, I was wrong on both accounts. What about you? You kind of knew that Loria was not doing well. I mean, I really called it from like the first minute of the episodes. Like, Loria's going home. Bubblegum Loria. Loria did not. I don't think she redeemed herself in. She did okay in the technical, but I don't think she redeemed herself in the signature because her flavors in the signature were also terrible. Yeah. They were like, you get. She did like a Jamaican themed cake and she used way too much flavor on everything. So, right. It was like too um, complicated and they don't like too much complication either. Like they want. Right. Well, they, they were just like, there's this, there's too much going on here. Yeah. I thought it was between Larea and Linda. And then for Starbaker, who did you think? Starbaker, I thought Peter uh-huh. or Sura. Sura, really? Uh-huh. I thought it was going to be Peter or Hermine, 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 Hermine. Mm-hmm. I think Hermine? you say it the French way, Hermine. Hermine. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I want to say it like Hermione. Oh, which, yeah. Okay. I think Understand. they did say Ermine. Claire's a huge Harry Potter fan, y'all. Just yes, I new really listeners. Am. I know. Yeah. I was like, can I have a, Can I do my cake for like Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Hagrid, okay. Hagrid would be a fun one. So in the end, Peter wins Peter Star Baker and Lorea goes home. Yes. So okay. who who's your favorite right now? Like if you had to call the whole competition right now, who would you say? Whole competition, Peter. Like, who's going to win? You think it's gonna Peter. Be Peter? I think it's going to be Ermine. Ermine's going to come from... From, from not the, that far behind. Yeah, from not that because far behind. I'm like, she's, she's a not that far behind. Quieter. And I mm-hmm. feel like, you know, her. The silent, steady ones. Because here's the thing after seven weeks, it will freaking break you. How many yeah. episodes have you seen at the end where like the nerves start and they start crying? That's the, thing the thing that I worry about is Sir is a crier. And so, Sir I mean, and granted, <laughs> granted, okay, I mean that with love in my heart. But, you know, granted, Sir's situation was because she totally ruined someone else's dessert on accident. But whenever someone's got high emotions from the get-go, that's not really good because when you have all that pressure and they're baking and baking and baking yeah. and baking constantly under all this pressure for seven weeks straight, at the very end, if you don't have nerves of steel, you're right. not going to do it's well. It's not just about each week individually. It's This is no. not Project Runway where they d- judge you individually each week. Like it all, They also look at your arc throughout the season. Totally. And Paul Hollywood and those steely blue eyes staring yeah. at you is going to get you. He's going to get you. And so I think mean because she just like seems totally unflappable. That was kind of how yeah. a lot of the people who have won in the past have been where the first couple episodes you're like, they're really solid, but they're just very like eyes on the road. For sure. So, okay. So you say, I'm thinking Peter, you're thinking Ermine. I would say like a second place, maybe, maybe Rowan. I feel like he's going to tank because he's got way too much complication. I feel like he's, he's so, good in his own way but not for this show well and we'll see if his skill how his skills translate into other styles of baking yes all right guys okay so you're gonna go you're gonna go bake i'm gonna bake the pineapple upside down cake let's tell new listeners where they can find us and um where they can find us on socials and if you like the show please share it with your great friends who love gbbs in the u.s great british bake-off in the can we just like agree that we just are gonna call it what we call it i just call it baking the baking show the baking show please share it with your friends and you can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Please subscribe. So that helps others find the show. And leave a comment. Leave a review. Tell us what you think, what you want to hear, or maybe who you think is going to win. And if you're baking along with us, you can tag us in your photos. We're at Instagram, Joy and Claire underscore. And our website is joyandclaire.com. You can email us. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. And yeah, if you're 
a listener who has already listened to us on any of our other podcasts, we would love to hear from you and love to hear what you think about this as well. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm going to be baking and maybe eventually we'll get Joy to join in on the baking fun, but Joy is mm-hmm. not really... Uh, does not have a love of baking really herself. Yeah. So I'm going to be baking the technical challenge every week. Like after that episode has come out, I'll bake it for the following week, do a little review. And if you guys would like to do that as well, we would love for you to join along in that and let us know what you think. And like, for example, I was already surprised for the pineapple upside down cake that they wanted it to be so lightly colored. I prefer a more like a little more color to my pineapple okay. upside down cake. So right. just some interesting in- information there. Yes. So we hope you guys love this. We hope you guys are going to have fun with this as much as we are. And if you have any connections to people who've been on the show send us their way send them our way we'd love to interview them and also if you know somebody who applied for the show but did not get on we would like to talk to the great british baking rejects we'd like to talk to the crew we'd like to talk to anyone who is adjacent to the show yeah we love the show anything that you have connections with send them our way or tag us and send the show to them all right guys all right go bake on your marks get set bake bake